feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. Amen, amen. Ecclesiastes 3:11, one verse. One verse. Ecclesiastes 3:11. Good to be preaching at home today. Quite an honor to be at this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? I wish the Holy Ghost would stir up some of us, get us out of our nest of being satisfied where we are. Isn't that right? I don't know about you, but I think I can go a little deeper and I think I can go a little higher in the Lord, don't you? Amen, amen. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Let's read that first phrase. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Let me preach to you a little while today about there is more to it than this. There's more to it than this. Look at somebody and say, I don't know what all he's going to say, but I'm going to help him say it. Amen. You may be seated. He said here, this Solomon, the wise man, said, talking about God, he made everything beautiful. The original word beauty simply meant a place, a thing, or event, watch this, that goes beyond the normal such as a miracle, a sign, a wonder, or beauty. So God said he made everything beautiful in his time. He made everything like a place or a thing or an event, it said, that goes beyond the normal. I am simply saying there's more to it than this. Oh, somebody look at somebody else and point, their, point your finger at yourself and say, there is more for me. Come on, all over the place. Wherever you are today, there is more for me. The Bible said, and he has set, if you want to put that verse back up there for a moment, he has set the world in their heart. That word set simply means to give or put. He put everything or put the world in their heart. He made everything. He added, he applied, he appointed, or he assigned. He had set the world in their heart. The world simply meant a distant time, even in the past or the future, as to be hidden or not known at the point. So I'm simply saying we don't know what is beyond, but we do know that there is more beyond. One verse, version rather wrote it like this, he has set the eternity in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end, the eternity there. To us simply means, to us it is the period beyond the present. Only eternity will reveal some things that God has prepared for us. The Bible again here said he set the world in their heart, not worldliness. He didn't set worldliness in our heart. He didn't set a carnal mind, but he gave man a this simply means he gave man a larger desire and a power to comprehend an understanding that is, that is there is more beyond this world, more beyond this life and a reason to prepare for it. 
I'm telling you, you woke up this morning with something on your mind about eternity probably. You're here. You didn't come to church just for entertainment. I think it's a good place sometime because we got the best singing. We got the best music. We got the best preaching. So you could get entertained, but that's not reason we're here. We're reason here because we're here because we know there's a place we're going after this world, after this life. And so the Bible said, Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man or the breath of man is the candle of the Lord. What does a candle do? It lights. So the spirit of man, the breath of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. So he simply, he so enlightens our mind by his own spirit that the man knows how to distinguish good from evil. And conscience constantly reminds us that there is something beyond. Amen. In other words, we were created out of the dust of the earth and God breathed into man and he became a living soul. We are a kin to God. That's the reason we have a conscience. That's the reason we know there is a difference between right and wrong. There's a difference, and I hope to God you have that. If you don't have a conscience, you're in bad shape. This world would be a mess. But it does teach us inwardly the breath of man is the candle of the Lord. Him breathing to us, we became a living soul, telling us that there is more than this. Now, the Strait of Gibraltar is the strait that connects the Atlantic Ocean to the Mediterranean Sea. On either side of the Strait of Gibraltar, there are two mountains which were known in ancient time as the Pillars of Hercules. And according to Greek mythology, Hercules built these pillars to mark the edge of the world. Remember that in those days, people believed that the earth was flat. The pillars bore the warning nay plus ultra, or simply said, no more beyond. Now, I didn't get this message from, from this, this story, but I got this story from this message. I was actually walking, I believe, in, in California, out there in, in, the, in, the, in the city that has the highest, highest ranks or highest sales <coughs> of marijuana and drugs than any other city in the world. And as I was walking and praying that day, this very thought came to me. There's more to it than this. The drug addict, when he's laying out there on the street, sleeping under the bridge, he's got to believe there's more to it than this. And I happen, happen to be in that drug-infested society over there. And I believe God spoke to me and told me, hey, he's got to wake up somewhere because, oh, yes, because God put it in his soul. Oh, hallelujah. And so the pillars bore the warning, no more beyond. This is an old story, and preachers probably have preached about it longer than I am alive, but they hadn't preached it as good as I'm gonna preach it today. <laughs> I hope that's so. But the enemy still tries to tell us there's no more beyond. This is all there is to life is what you're suffering and what you're having trouble with. But I come to tell you, in 1492, however, Columbus set sail into the unknown waters to an unknown destination. Upon discovering new lands and new opportunities, Spain dropped the nay or the N-E part from its motto and minted coins with their new motto, plus ultra, simply meaning more beyond. The mark, this marked the dawn of a new discovery. The world had been awakened to new possibilities. And I'm here today to awaken some new possibilities to somebody that's lost in sin. 
I'm here today to awake some possibilities of you that's sitting in a church drying up somewhere that there's more for you. There's more than what you got right now. God has something real for you. Hallelujah. In the town where the explorer died, there stands a monument commemorating him. On this monument, there's a statue of a lion. The lion's paw is tearing away the word no from the phrase no more beyond, making it read more beyond. Columbus had proven that there was by simply setting sail. He found out there was more beyond. Somebody ought to set your sail today to say, God, I'm going farther and closer and deeper. Long before Greek, Greek mythology, God set it in the hearts. The Bible said he set the world in their hearts or eternity in their hearts or the very fact that there is something past this life. He set it in their hearts. Amen. Jesus was that true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. I want to believe that time and chance happeneth to them all. I want to believe God somehow because he is akin, we're akin to him. He, 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 he pleads with us. He tells us that you don't have to live like this. You don't have to be like this. There's something better. There's more to it than this. That's why, that's why reaching people ought to be easy because we're not trying to reach them by ourselves. God goes ahead of us and he reaches their heart. He taps on their heart's door. He standeth at the door and knocks. That's why we ought to be there when they get hungry because, and point them to the way. This is the way. This is the truth and this is the light. Praise them just a little while. Come on, warm up your praise. The Polynesian waymakers could tell you about regions beyond the Pacific Ocean and on and on we could go. Most everyone wants to know about heaven and wants to go there. According to what I read, polls suggest that nearly 80% of all Americans believe there's a place called heaven. That tells me that even in this skeptical age, there's something deep inside the human heart that cries out, there's got to be something more something more than the pain and suffering of this life. There's more than 70 or 80 years. There is something more than 70 or 80 years on this earth. There's a life hereafter. Jesus said, there is a world to come. If you forsake all and follow me, you'll get a hundredfold now in this life and in the world to come. Don't let anybody tell you there's not a heaven. Don't let anybody tell you there's not a hell. Jesus said, there is a world to come. Let me tell you something, sir. You're here today. Wherever you're sitting today, wherever you are today, you're on your way to somewhere. I don't know where it's gonna be. It's gonna be a red hot hell that you burn forever and ever 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 and ever. But there is a place called heaven that's sweet. It's powerful. It's wonderful. It's beyond this life. Woo! I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to going. Oh, hallelujah. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. There's something beyond. There's something beyond. There's something beyond. Go ahead and praise him now. The psalmist said in 17, 15, as for me, I will behold thy faith, face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. There's something built in us that we never really get satisfied in this world because this world can't satisfy you. The parable of the boy that left the father's house in the scripture, he said, give me. And he took it, all he had with him, went into a far country, let me tell you something, any, oh, I'm preaching to somebody today, any distance from the church is a far country. Don't separate yourself from the church because any place you go is a far country 
and no telling what the far country will have to offer you. Listen to what happened to the prodigal son. He wasted his substance in riotous living. You may be blessed in so many ways, but when you get out in the world, you're going to waste it. You're going to waste it. You're going to waste it. And the Bible said there was mighty famine in that land. And the scripture goes on to say a whole lot of preaching in this, but I'm just hitting points. He joined himself to the citizen of that far country. You better stay hooked up to the church. Because if you don't, you're going to wind up in a hog pen. That's where he wound up and began to feed swine and, and hogs and pigs and pork, if you will, what was it was abomination, if you will, to, to the Jews and you and, and so they the, the, the worst of degradation. So he wound up being in the lowest part in this world among the swine. I'm telling you, I don't know who I'm preaching to except anybody that needs to hear it. Oh God, don't leave the church. Don't get away from God. Don't don't ever let this Holy Ghost dwindle down in your life. Keep it, keep it, keep it. Oh, yes, not only fed them, but ate like them. But 1517 of that same chapter of Luke said, and when he, read it for me. Is that all that can read? Read it for me. They sound like they can read better than y'all. Try it over here. And when he. Oh, yes. What did he say? How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and more? Oh, yeah. And bread enough and to spare. Oh, yeah, but here I perish with hunger. I'm telling you, prodigal son, there's more to this than where you are tonight. If you're away from God, there's more for you. David, I know you. I prayed for you when you was in Colorado. I prayed for you when you was trying to commit suicide 15 times. But it must have been something down inside that says, I don't have to live like this. I don't have to be strung out on drugs and dope and alcohol. I don't have to live like this. Woo! And he came back to the Father's house where there's bread enough and to spare. Come on, don't make light of the church. Don't make light of the work of God. There's bread enough and to spare. There's all you need and more. Woo. I'm not just preaching to David. I'm preaching to all kind of people here today that's been way down there in sin. But somewhere in your life, somebody came knocking on your door or God spoke to you and said, there's more to it. There's more to it. Oh, yeah. Naomi left Bethlehem, which was the house of bread. Lost everything but her own, but herself, if you will, in her family, her sons and her, and her husband. But she heard in Moab that there was bread in Bethlehem. I'm telling you, there's still bread in Bethlehem. My God, there's bread in Bethlehem. We've been baptized. We baptized probably close to, close to 100 or 125 already this year. We've watched people come out of the water talking in tongues. We've watched people talking in tongues all over this place. We've watched signs, wonders, and miracles across this house. I'm telling you, there's still bread in Bethlehem. Don't let the devil tell you it's not happening. It is happening. Oh yeah, we got some we got some troubles and we got some disappointments, but I'm telling you, there's still some bread in Bethlehem. It's time to find out there's more for you. Oh, I don't think there's enough spoken about hell and heaven. 
And I don't have a whole lot of time to talk about all of them. If I did, we'd be here till that next four o'clock meeting. But the Bible tells us that we will spend eternity in one of those places. There's no middle ground. This place is just a tent. It's a temporary dwelling. The only things we can know for certain about heaven and hell are the things revealed in the Bible. Everything else is just speculation and hearsay. Heaven's mentioned some 327 times in the Old Testament and 250 times, 255 times in the New Testament. Oh, yeah, there's more to it. I'm just telling you one more time, there's more to it than this. There's a heaven and there's a hell. Heaven's a real place. Jesus told the, Jesus told the, the thief on the cross, he said, remember me. The thief said, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You know what? Jesus went back to him and said, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. I don't know about you, but I feel like when we leave our breath, when we lose our breath and we're gone, that's the time we enter into a place of rest. Waiting on the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. Waiting on the rapture of the bride and the, the dead in Christ. Oh, Lord, I'm, just, I'm about to get happy. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which are alive and remain. You better remain in the church or you're not going to go up when he comes. I'm telling you, those that are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I want to tell you, I know I'm saying it over and over, but I want to get you get this in your system there is more to it than this uh, by faith Abraham Hebrews 11 8 when he was called obeyed to go out unto a place which he was to receive for an inheritance and he went out not knowing whether he went by faith it became a sojourner in the land of promises and a as in a land not his own, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for the city which hath the foundations, whose builder and maker is God. 16th verse of that same chapter said, but now they desire a... Come on, we got two readers over here. What about you? We desire a better country that is and heavenly. I like that old song that says, heaven is better than this. Oh my, what joy and bliss walking on a glimmering street of gold living in a land where we'll never grow old. Oh, Brother Mike wrote, I believe it was Brother Mike, I got that homeland look in my eye and I'm just about ready to fly. Soon I'll see heaven's gates open wide. I've got that homeland look in my eye. Hallelujah, I wanna tell you one more time, this world's not my home. I hope it's not your home. I hope you got your eye on the goal one of these days to walk on gates of, walk through gates of pearl and walk on streets of gold. Hallelujah, John saw the holy city. Revelation 21, 20. New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the thorn of things are passed away. And the city lieth four square and the length is as large as the breadth and they measured the city with the reed 12,000 furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And they measured the wall thereof in 140 and four cubits. According to the measure of man that that is of the angel, and I understand that's 14 to 150, 1400 to 1500 miles cube. It's as long as it is high and wide as it is long. I'm telling you, there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever works the abomination or make the lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. It's gonna be a place of purity where a pure river of life proceeds from the throne and there shall be no more curse and there shall be no more night. My God, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have to pump myself up about it, but I feel like I'm, I'm pumping, the, uh, pumping the well today to get you to understand. My God, don't get satisfied with this world. Don't get satisfied with the pleasures of this life. 
They don't write near as many songs about heaven as they used to because they got too much stuff in this world that they're enjoying. I want to tell you, the church ought to be the center of your life. The church ought to be the center of your attention. It was in the Old Testament. They camped around about that tabernacle. I want to find myself camped around the house of God. Let it be the center of attraction in your life. Woo! Hallelujah. I've said this at a bunch of funerals. I may be preaching somebody's today. I don't know. But I've said this, talking about heaven. One day God will take your face into his hands and gently wipe away all tears. On that day there will be no more suffering and pain, no more hospitals, death or funerals or grief, no more walkers or canes or wheelchairs, no more suicide bombers, bombers, fiery infernos or broken homes or broken hearts, no more broken lives or broken dreams. There will be no more mental retardation, physical handicaps, no more multiple dystrophy or multiple cirrhosis no more blindness lameness deafness or sickness no more Parkinson's disease arthritis cataracts or paralysis heart disease no more guns in schools car bombs terrorists or missiles or airstrikes no more war no more suffering no more scars no more cancer or stroke I call it the land of no mores but I tell you what there's more for us than this world we have all of that I just listed in this world today but there's more for us than this. I'm just trying to get somebody hungry. The Bible, God's word said he's coming back after those that love his appearing. Do you want him to come? If you don't want him to come, he may not come for you because he's coming back for those that love his appearing. Hallelujah. I'm looking for that land. Oh, yeah. Somebody said, I'm going to ask Jesus some questions when I get there. With that attitude, I don't know if you're going to get there or not. Why did you let my son die? Why did you, why didn't you heal that cancer? Why did you let this happen? Why did you let that happen? Let me tell you why things happen. It's because the curse of sin brought evil on this world. Don't start blaming God for trouble. Don't start blaming God that you have problems. It's Adam and Eve's sin that brought the curse of this world on us. But he's fixed a place where we can go that there'll be no more sin, there'll be no more curse. We are creatures of reason and we do ask why. But when we get over yonder, sir, Won't we have a time when we get over yonder? Won't we have a time when we get over yonder? Won't we have a time when we get over yonder? Say, won't we have it? We'll sing and shout and dance about. Woo. When we get over yonder, we'll sing and shout and dance about. When we get over there, <laughs> Brother Craig, it won't matter why. It won't matter why we had to suffer a few things in this world when we get over yonder. It's gonna be all right when we get over yonder. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's gonna be okay when we get over yonder. It simply won't matter when we get over there. Hallelujah, we are confident, I say, and rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. God, let's just get out of here and forever be in the presence of God for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. But I believe in the flesh is the fruit of my labor, Philippians 1, 21, 22. Yet what I shall choose, I what not. Well, watch this, for I am in a strait betwixt two, get ready to read now, to having had desire to depart and to be with Christ. Come on, I still can't get it out of you guys. Which? Oh, what do we need to do to wake this? Which is? Hallelujah. 
Either way, I win. If I live here, I'm gonna be in the presence of God because I'm in it right now. The Holy Ghost is in this place. But, oh, but if I can get over yonder, it's gonna be even better than this. My God, the Bible said our light affliction worketh for us a far, come on, more. There's that more word coming out again. Far more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. Your afflictions are gonna be light compared to the weight of glory. If in this life we have hope only, we are of all men most miserable. Hallelujah. But there is a life beyond this life. You don't have to go to heaven, but I promise you, you can't stay here. Come on, if you don't want to go to heaven, you don't have to, but you can't stay here. There's not but one more place to go, and I don't want to go there. I want to go to a place that's far better. Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn had a slogan one time, a better place to be. I'm, I'm gonna argue with Holiday Inn. Hallelujah, I've stayed in a few of them, but I'm telling you, there's a far better place than Holiday Inn. It's a land that floweth with milk and honey. It's a land where there'll be joy, there'll be peace, there'll be happiness, there'll be everything we need. Hallelujah, but until then, We're gonna serve God. We're gonna live for God. Paul to the Ephesians said they, we were dead in trespasses and sins. Get me two five, if you will, Ephesians. We were dead in trespasses and sins. But God, who is rich in mercy. How many can say they were dead in trespasses and sins? Brother Bobby, Know what I'm talking about, don't you? Dead in trespasses and sins. All over this place, dead in trespasses and sins. But God, aren't you glad he put but God in there? Who's rich in mercy and his love. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved and hath raised up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now I've been preaching about, I've been preaching about heaven beyond this life. Heaven out there in that somewhere. I don't know exactly where it is, it's just beyond this life. Oh yeah, but I'm telling you, he hath raised us up together and made us to, verse six now, made us sit together where? 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 In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling the Holy Ghost, I'm in a heavenly place. Jesus said, pray it like this. Thy Father which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You know what's happening in heaven? Heaven, they're rejoicing. They're praising God. They're loving it. They're having a good time, if you will. And he wants us to have a good time. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be joyous. He wants us to have peace. Thy will be done in earth. We're earthen vessels, aren't we? Come on. Aren't we earthen vessels? So he wants us to be happy. Thy will be done, my God. He made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He went on to say he blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He didn't stop there, but he went on to say that in the ages or more beyond to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. What are you saying? I'm saying if you serve God and if you live for God, you got heaven to go to heaven in. 
Come on. I said, if you're living for God, you got heaven to go to heaven in. I don't have to get up in the morning and worry about where I'm going to be or what's going to happen. It's if I die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. That's the old song, a, a, a prayer that the children used to pray, and that's a pretty good prayer. But I'm telling you, you don't have to worry about it because we've got heaven right now. You got the Holy Ghost. If you're sitting in heavenly places, you got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. And oh yeah, heaven to go to heaven in. This baptism in Jesus' name, this Holy Ghost, this preaching stuff, this having church, this faithfulness stuff is about getting you beyond this world. Come on, we've had some awesome church services, wonderful visitations of the Holy Ghost. And I'm saying again, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we even able to ask or think. Hallelujah. Isn't it great? Isn't it great that we can feel this presence here? Oh, the emptiness of drugs and alcohol. The pleasures of sin are just for a season. They only call for more. The drug addict always searching for more of the high he got the first time he or she ever experienced it. Oh, but the Bible said, and they should and that they should seek God, Acts 20, 17, 27, if happily they might feel after him though he, and find him, though he be not far from each one of you. I'm telling you, sir, if you're in the pit tonight, if today, if you're miserable, if you're wretched, if you're feeling the guilt on your body and mind and soul, why don't you reach happily after the Lord? Why don't you say, God, I want more, I want more, I want more. I want more. You know what? Joshua was, Joshua was old and well, Joshua 13, 1. Joshua was old and well, stricken in years. Probably at this time a little over 100 years old, maybe somewhere between 100 and, and, and 110. I think that's when he died at 110. And Jehovah said unto him, Thou art old and well stricken in years, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. I'm preaching to some older people that's been, and maybe not, you may not be old, but you may have been steeped in tradition. All you've heard that you had to do was sign a card or confess and say, I believe. You may be stuck in that for a long time, but Joshua, he said, there's more land out there that you hadn't possessed. I'm preaching to somebody here today and tell you, sir, if you've been steeped in doctrines of, 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 of denominationalism and you've been hung up on something all your life and you've never heard where there be any Holy Ghost, hallelujah, I wanna tell you there's more land for you. I said there's more land out there. You hadn't got it yet. You hadn't conquered it yet. The Holy Ghost is real. It's joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. I'm gonna tell somebody you ought to shake loose from your traditionalism and come on and get baptized in the only name given among men under heaven whereby you must be saved. You don't have this on the screen, but put it up there as quick as you can. Acts 2.38. Holy Ghost is in this room. When I get away from my notes, I might get a little dangerous here, but here I go. Acts 2.38 would not have been put in the Bible had it not been meant to been obeyed. If you hadn't been, if you hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name, you gotta explain to me, if you will, why you hadn't been. Because I tell you what, I've already obeyed it. I've been to the water. I repented of my sins. I got baptized in Jesus' name. Why the name? For the remission of sins. Hey, you gotta repent. And when you get baptized in Jesus' name, the Bible said you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's for you, next verse said, it's for you and your children and all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. There's more for you, sir. 
You say, but I've been baptized, saying, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. If they didn't say the name of Jesus, you didn't get your sins washed away. The first message ever preached after Matthew 28, 19 was when the apostles, Peter stood up with the apostles and they said, men and, men and brethren, what shall we do? This crowd roundabout said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Acts 2, 38 again. Hallelujah. Then Peter said unto them, repent. First message after he told them to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You know what the name is? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. For without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. You must be baptized in Jesus' name. If you get the blood applied, you're going to get it applied by saying the name of Jesus. Woo! Come on, somebody ought to shout with me today. It's real. It's real. I'm telling somebody out there, it's for you. There's more for you. The land is yours, he said. You just got to go get it. God's not going to make you, but he is knocking on your door today. He is knocking on your door. This old preacher, I know I don't look old, but I'm old. And the longer I preach, the older I feel. But I'm telling you, it's real. God's knocking on your door. This is the land that yet remaineth. Then they begin to list them out. How long have you heard this truth? It may be the first time I've ever explained it to you or anybody else has ever explained it to you. But God's not obligated to give you chance and chance and chance. Time and chance. At least one time and chance happened to them all. And somebody ought to run to this altar and get baptized in Jesus' name. You ought to come out of that car. You ought to come out of that room you're sitting in and find your way to Bethlehem Church or some church that'll baptize you in Jesus' name. Woo! There's more for you. You know what Jesus did in Luke 24, 49, and 50? He said, Behold, I send forth the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city until you be clothed or endued with power from on high. And he led them out, out until they were over against Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and, come on, I can't hear you, and blessed them. Oh, what are you saying, Brother Wilson? I'm saying that that a blessing was not good enough. He said, you go to Jerusalem and tarry to you and be endued with power from on high. He lifted up his hands at Bethany and blessed them. And I've seen a whole lot of people get a blessing of repentance. I know what it means to repent. I've repented after I repented and I felt better after I repented. But there's more than just a blessing of repentance. Go to Jerusalem. Entire to you be endued with power from on high. That's the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'm just trying to tell somebody there's more for you. There's more beyond what you got right now. The Holy Ghost is for you today. Don't stop at a blessing. There's more for you. The thief came to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life. Not just life, but here comes that word again, more <laughs> abundantly. Somebody will be making your plans to get baptized in Jesus' name. Well, I'd like to do it. I'd like to see it done. Whatever it takes for you to get more, I want you to get more. Oh, the psalmist said, 16, thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, pleasures forevermore. Oh, again, there's heavenly places to go to heaven in. That's why the psalmist said, Rejoint, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Never, you, you, you don't peek out in this. How, how many has had the Holy Ghost 40 years? Raise your hand, 40 years. 
Look, look at this. How many's had it 50 years? How many's got it 60 years? Look at that. Wow. Sam, is that you? 60 years? He don't even look that old, does he, darling? 60 years. But Sam, let me tell you something. Let me tell you all you 40-year-olders that's had it 40 years and 50 years. You don't peek out in this. Brother Carson, it's as real as it was 40 and 50 and 60 years. What year was it you got the Holy Ghost? 1958. It's, still, it's better today than it was then. Because there's still more. There's still more. Restoring to me the joy of myself. My God, I want some more today. Let me talk in tongues again today. Let me feel your presence again today. Whew. You know what this Holy Ghost will do? It'll take the guilt away. It's better than the bottle. Come on to the music. I'm trying to quit. It's better than the bottle. It's no hangover with the Holy Ghost, just a holdover. Better than a pill, better than a shot. Come on. It's washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something, sir. Let me tell you something, ma'am. The devil is out to degenerate you. But God is here to regenerate here. I don't care what your back past was. You may not ever forget where you've done and what's happened to you, but I'm gonna tell you something greater is he that is in me, the Bible says. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You may have suffered all kind of things by your mama, your papa, your, 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 your husband, oh God, your old uncle somewhere. I don't know how much you might have been abused, but I do know one thing. The Holy Ghost can renew you and regenerate you and help you and take care of you. Woo! You can be happy. You can be joyous. There's more for you, ma'am. There's more for you, sir. Stand, stand. You know what the Holy Ghost will do? It'll give you power to overcome. Greater is he that's in me. Hey, listen to this. People say, well, I just can't quit this. I just can't. Yeah, you can. You got the Holy Ghost, you can. Who's right? You or the Bible? The Bible said greater. I'm going to believe the Bible. I'm not going to believe you. I believe you can be saved. I believe you can be an overcomer. I don't believe you have to be drugged down by all your past and your problem and your sin. I don't believe that. But I believe there's more for you to give you victory. Victory, victory, victory shall be mine. Victory, victory shall be mine. I would call it a comforter. It's unspeakable joy. You know what? Better cars will be made. If they'll, if they'll leave us alone, let us build them like we're supposed to build them instead of some other stuff they're trying to build. Better cars will be made. Better lights. I thought this is pretty good stuff here with this fluorescent lights and it's incandescent stuff, but then they come on with this LED. What does LED mean? It's whiter, it's cleaner, more efficient, doesn't cost you as much, more, better, right? Am I right? Better inventions, better computers, better phones, technology. Better medicine. <laughs> Miracles, healings, deliverance. And I got to thinking, how's it going to get better? I don't know. But he said, Jesus said, greater. I'm talking about more beyond. Greater work shall ye do. Come on, somebody. 
They ought to be coming to this altar and say, I'm tired of sin. I'm tired to be beat down with guilt and hate and malice and bitterness. Somebody ought to pray wherever you are right now. God, I give my bitterness up. I give my hate up. I give my malice up. I give my sin up. I come to thee. I come to thee. I come to thee. I come to thee. Somebody ought to be coming right here right now and say, I surrender it all. Lord, I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. I give my soul to you. I want to be saved. I want more for me. There's more for me. I want it, God. I want it, God. Seek the Lord today. Seek Him today. Let this word take root and seed in your heart.
into the word of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We may not know how he's going to do it, but we know he's able. Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I pray your hand upon every vessel, God. I speak strength into the mind and the heart, Lord. Lord, empower with faith, God. Encouragement and strength to keep reaching. Lord, that all that you possess, that you desire to give, will be obtained by your people according to your word, it be so. According to your word, it be so. Hallelujah. Thank you, Bishop, for preaching to us this morning. What a powerful word of God from a powerful man of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning we are celebrating the baptism of Betty Potter. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning and thank God for another one that's went down in Jesus' name. Today at four, we have this Zoom meeting with Brother Yardenshin. Praise God. You know, it's been five weeks today when the Lord healed me of neuropathy. I got up this morning praising God. I went in the living room where my wife was. And I said, honey, look at my feet. Look how clear they are. No more brownness, black, and I even, I even done something that I hadn't done and been able to do it in a long time. I actually pinched my foot and I hollered because it actually hurt. It actually hurt. And, and my wife said, honey, don't pinch yourself. I said, yeah, but mom, look what God's done. I've got feelings in my feet. I've got feelings in my feet. I can feel now. I can walk. I can praise. And I told God, I told God that I'll always give him the glory for it. I mean, God has healed me, I know, of four times in my life from cancer, polio, and everything else. But this right here, this right here, I praise God for it. Because for at least two and a half years, I could not stand up as long as I'm standing right now without my feet going numb and burning and hurting. For two long years, I prayed to God, please take them off, Lord. Please take them off. I don't care how, Lord. If you can't heal me, I know you can. But please take them off. Stop the pain, Lord. But in his own time, in his own time, he did it. God will heal anybody. But there's two things you've got to do. Give him his own time and have faith. When God heals you, you've got to have faith. If you don't have faith, he's going to take it back. Because that's what he gives it to you for, for faith. For faith to tell people, to tell the world. I tell you what. My God is the greatest thing in my life. One day, one day, he's going to take me home again. And this time, I'm not coming back. Praise God. We serve a miracle working God. Today, if the word has pricked your heart and you feel led to be baptized in Jesus' name, for the remission of your sins. Please get with somebody. Get with me. We want to baptize you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all remember 4 o'clock, there is a Zoom meeting with Brother Yardnicek. I'll be back at prayer at 6. Amen. Be blessed in Jesus' name.